0: Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek
1: world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take,
0: it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 154. Here's Schmitty. I'm Donner. I'm Zook. And this is a episode for March 10th, I think it is, Monday, March 10th, for that week. Episode 154,
1: yes, I believe yeah. that 154 and March 10th line up on my calendar.
0: Yeah, it's a Chinese Zodiac kidding. thing. It's, it's amazing it's like, how that works out.
1: Yeah, it's like Mayan or something. I don't
0: know. We are punchy. Punchy beyond belief. We haven't had this much trouble starting an episode in in almost a year, I want to say. In a long, long time. So uh, if we seem a little bit out of it, we apologize. That's why. I blame Comcast. Yeah, yeah it is easy to do that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, um, we did have our pre-show. We actually had our pre-show last night. And if you were there, we appreciate it. We got a lot of great uh, headline ideas, and it was nice to see everyone come out there. We want to know if everyone is actually liking the pre-shows, if they want to see something else, if they don't really care. Um, It's something we've been kind of toying with. We didn't know if it would really catch on. Let us know. Feedback at com whether or not you like it. Um, Some people that you should like, no matter what, is our sponsors. Because without them, we couldn't be on the air. Uh, our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Um, literally, we wouldn't be on the air without our friends over at 4814.com. Best hosts in the world. Uh, and we can say that because we've had some of the worst hosts in the world. and uh, These guys have helped us out like you wouldn't believe. Setting things up, different problems we've had, different people have tried to attack us. Yeah, us probably all that talk about stuff that we do. Peta and Peta can't hack. No, but they can get anonymous. That sounds like a rap lyric. <laughs> Peta can't hack, yo. <laughs> but um yeah, so they help they hook you up. You should go ahead and check them out. Go to 48-14.com. Uh take a look at their different packages. They can set you up. They can migrate everything for you. They are the maestros. Also, check out EagleMossLimited.com. Their banner is at the top of our website. Awesome, awesome place. Awesome place to lose a paycheck. (laughs) And I don't say that like a casino. I say that like they have some of the best miniatures in geekdom. They're quite cool.
1: If you're going to lose a paycheck, may as well lose it doing something you enjoy.
0: Exactly. Um, hey, before we get into our headlines, if you were in the pre-show, you already heard this, but if you weren't, then you should know that the Geekies are back. The Geeky Awards uh, first launched last year, the inaugural run of the Geeky Awards, from our friend Kristen Nedipak, friend of the program and uh, just all-around awesome geek babe. Well, she's doing it for a second year. It was enough of a success that we're doing it for a second year. It is kind of like our Oscars. There's people who are doing graphic design, people who made a web series, short films, trailers, podcasts, audiobooks, all sorts of different stuff. If if it was Geeky and it was created for web consumption, or even in some cases not, they're going to be there. Submissions are open now. Go ahead and head over to geekyawards.com. Uh, we will have a link. We don't yet have a banner, but we will have a banner on the site. Uh, and vote for your favorite candidates. So... Definitely very, very cool. Hope to have her on the show here soon as we get closer to the actual awards. So, Definitely. yay.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, into our headlines. And our headlines are a real hodgepodge all over the place. There wasn't really anything that, uh, no real one driving force driving the news this week. But uh, something kind of interesting, Bitcoin seem to be vanishing. We've talked before about, uh, I forget which exchange it was. It was somewhere over in Asia, but some major exchange was found to have lost millions of dollars worth of Bitcoins. Well, it's happened again.
2: Mostly through uh, Mt. Gox, which is one of the big ones.
0: Yeah, Um, and it's not like they got stolen. They just vanished. Half a billion worth, uh, half a billion dollars worth of Bitcoins. Just gone.
2: Yeah. Well and I, and I think it all started when uh about a week ago Mt. Gox um completely shut down their site to any bitcoin ex- exchanges. Uh they they've left the the uh the Bitcoin Trade Commission or whatever it was called. <laughs> the, um so they they've kind of disavowed themselves of everything bitcoin and then this happens. Um and so Kind of odd. I wonder what this means for Bitcoin. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's anything to be alarmed about. If you do have Bitcoin, um, obviously it did. If you had Bitcoin through Mount Gox, I, uh, I apologize if that was the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, and what they're saying is it's not just this big thing for Mount Gox. This is seven percent of all Bitcoins in circulation. That's that's a lot. That's like seven percent of all currency in the world. Uh, int- very interesting is the fact that the way Bitcoins operate is every transaction done with Bitcoin is Recorded in a global ledger. You can track any Bitcoin and what it, where it was used. You can't necessarily track who it was used by, which is why it's so great for, uh, for anonymous use, but you can tell when it was used and what it was used for. And so that's why they're saying this is a vanishing act. They didn't get transferred, that would have been recorded in the ledger. They weren't spent, they weren't converted into another currency, they're just gone. This typically points to hackers modifying the ledger. That's, that's the only thing I can think of is that the ledger has been compromised. And if the ledger's compromised, then bitcoins are kind of out the window.
2: Yeah, that's like uh, the national treasury getting compromised.
0: I,
1: yeah, and the reason why that's important is because you let's say, say that like, like that's a thing, Schmidt. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt you there, Zook. I mean, yeah. it's already compromised. There's no gold in Fort Knox, man. It's all
0: aliens. <laughs> It's all aliens. That's what we're storing there. Now, um, this is kind of – let's say that the ledger has been compromised, and I've compromised it, okay? Let's just run with this hypothetical. I could go into that ledger and, unbeknownst to anyone else, write that I have always had $4 billion worth of bitcoins. They didn't have to come from anywhere. They didn't have to get transferred from them. I didn't steal anything. Just out of nowhere, $4 billion worth of bitcoins were willed into existence, and I own them. From that point on, all those bitcoins are now legitimate. Yep, that's that's kinda, how that's how dangerous this is. That's how the Fed works though.
2: <laughs> they just will the money into dishonor behave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just say it. Yeah, I want to know what happens to the old bitcoins? When do they destroy those, you know, when when they're too worn out to be passed around at registers?
2: Yeah, that that's the weird thing about cryptocurrency is that uh, uh, all the other currencies that we use, we have some form of physical representation of them. They get c- circulated out. We, we print new, print and mint new ones um, every year or every other year to replace the old ones. Um, but cryptocurrency doesn't get c- cycled like that. Um, they're completely reliant on the database or databases or ledgers that they are housed in. And what happens when those databases get compromised
0: as you know they will just, happen
2: yeah they, they cease to exist and and that's that's unfathomable it it's hard to it's hard for us to understand since we've been in this um uh this state of physical currency for thousands of years it's, it's kind of bringing a lot of people uh to wonder like what what is cryptocurrency going to is it is it still a viable option or not
0: it's kind of like saying if you were to make An association, let's say bitcoins or cryptocurrency in general, is comparable to real estate. Okay? It is not money itself, but it has a monetary value. And suddenly, a good chunk of your city is just gone. Not destroyed. Okay? Not sold. Not destroyed. Not used up in some odd way. Just doesn't exist anymore. And never did. It's that kind of weird mind warp that we're having problems with. And we're not the only ones. The the big issue here, I think, is that even though they said that cryptocurrency is super secure because no one knows who you are, I would like to post the idea that it's actually less secure than real money. Because what you've essentially done is you've put a database, the ledger in this case, out there online. And have told hackers, not only is this thing out there, but there is a dollar amount associated with compromising it, have at it. I mean, databases and customer information, all that different stuff. We've talked about hacks now for three years on this show. And for three years, these hacks have constantly been going on. And hackers do this all the time just for fun or just for customer information. You put an actual dollar value on there saying, hey, look, you don't need to find customer information. You don't need to sell information anymore. You can just hack money out of there. What were they thinking was going to happen? We're in the wrong profession, friends. What? You don't think podcasting is a real lucrative profession here?
1: Not if we can, like, hack Bitcoin database. I think it's funny, though, that you mentioned that it's less secure than actual currency. Because, I mean, that's like saying that currency is, like, secure.
0: Zoner, Down boy.
1: <laughs> well, We're going to be trading chickens. You can't hack chickens. <laughs>
0: Well, yes, but like one you, chicken is actually... You, <laughs> can you hack can't them. hack chickens. They're delicious.
1: It's called dinner.
0: <laughs> In fact, you actually need to hack one before you can have dinner.
1: Not necessarily. <laughs> and then they just flop all over the backyard if you don't have somebody holding them.
0: Be, between this loss, the previous theft, and different vulnerabilities that have been discovered elsewhere, I really do think that Bitcoin is kind of on its way out. It might get replaced by another name brand cryptocurrency because bitcoin is not the only one out there oh there's hundreds it's just yeah it was just the one that really seized upon the public imagination became a buzzword so what do you think
1: is going to happen then zook with this is it just going to lose its value and kind of like a stock from a company that sucks and just go away
0: the difference here is is that it's arguable that technically the currency never existed in the first place It only existed because someone said it existed. If that person isn't there to say it exists anymore. Yeah. Then the entire, conceivably the entire industry could fold and not owe anyone any money because technically they didn't have money to begin with.
2: Right. Well, and we, and we kind of talked about that before when, when we bring Bitcoin up. Um, and that a crypto or a, a currency only holds value. Uh, to what the user, user's faith in it is. So, like, yeah, one bitcoin is worth $700, but that's as long as all the users of, or all the owners of a bitcoin agree to that amount. Once that, once that agree, agreement or faith of it collapses, you no longer have a currency. So is this going to drop that agreement that everyone has? And what does this mean? I, I mean, if if Bitcoin can be hacked this easily, what other cryptocurrencies can be hacked this easily?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's a thought. Um, Put on your tinfoil hats. I know it's going to surprise you coming from me, but do you think that this was some sort of inside job to purposefully sabotage the Bitcoin industry and the virtual coin industry in favor of government-backed funds? I don't think so. Because I like that idea. As I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking of it in my head, I'm thinking I really like that idea.
2: Well, it, it' interesting that you say that because it's it. I don't think it's too much of a coincidence that that this happened only a couple weeks after we found out that the feds have there are several accounts owned by 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 federal agents. So. I find it kind of interesting that once we find out that, that they have, infl- not necessarily infiltrated Bitcoin, but they have accounts and they're monitoring it, then we find out that, oh, now there's a whole bunch missing or it's, you know, there's all these I,
0: I, Yeah, I, I think this is a little bit too conspiracy-ish. I don't think it's too surprising that the government is stockpiling a tradable good. And uh, sorry, that's what... Any kind of currency is. It's a tradable good. You know, the nation has that oil reserve that occasionally it needs to dip into. That's also a tradable good because if worst case scenario happens and the government needs to trade something other than on our money or on our credit, it pays to have tradable goods stockpiled somewhere, even if it's some strange cryptocurrency. See, I find
1: that interesting though, because if we were to say have an EMP that takes out, you know, the United States. That's no good. A virtual currency is no good if you got no power.
0: It's arguable that our dollar is already a virtual currency. Yeah.
1: Well, that that <laughs> yeah yeah, as so. I may have alluded to.
0: <laughs> so um, if if repeatedly. an EMP hits the whole world, like the the TV series Revolution, we have a lot of oil and uh, the Federal Reserve of chickens. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, my funds are all virtual. I haven't held a physical dollar for. Probably about a year now.
0: For as long as you've (laughs) been podcasting.
2: I pay my bills online. I pay (laughs) my... I I see what you did there. (laughs) No, but I I pay all my bills online. I do all my banking online. I have not held a physical dollar for a long time.
0: You know what really frightens me about this whole thing? I think this is the first time we've had an economic subject, and we've all been accurate on it.
2: Uh, it, (laughs) I don't don't know if we've all been 100% accurate, but... Uh, we're, we're I, gonna, I think it's about
0: as I think it's about it. as accurate as we've ever been. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> bitcoins are out. You know, we have been entertaining, however, buy chickens. Uh, speaking of money and tech, actually, Sony seems to be having some problems with it. Some massive problems. They are currently trying to sell their old Tokyo headquarters, known locally as the Sony Building, which makes sense. Um, this I know is, that
2: because it says Sony written on it.
0: <laughs> well, it's kind of a landmark in Tokyo.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: I, I mean, it's it's a bit of it's a symbol of national pride. Even I mean, the Japanese love their brand. Sony's one of the few that's still Japanese owned, Japanese made. They're really big into national identity there. But this is after it already sold their U.S. headquarters at uh, Madison Avenue for one point one billion, uh, and another one of their. Uh, buildings uh for another 1.1 $1. $1 billion february of last year why where's all their money going i don't know maybe. i'm curious
1: what the sony tax on this building is though
0: <laughs> it has the sony name it's immediately twice as much yeah i mean
2: <clears throat> maybe it's all going into r&d for their next upcoming
0: i doubt product. it i don't know here's the problem um With tech, with manufacturing, and with the sense of national pride, okay? Um, Apple is an American product. It really is. Apple and Microsoft and Google, those three big names are all American products. Um, Do we have any national pride in them? Not particularly. Okay? Your iPhone was made in China. It's a big sticking point. It's. I'm not... Being mean, I'm not saying something that you don't know. Uh, it's been in the news for as long as the iPhone's been made. That's why such a big deal has been made about bringing them back. Now, if Apple, and I'm just using them as an example, I'm not picking on them, but if Apple had made it a point to always assemble them in the U.S., you know, design them, assemble them, develop them, and develop new ones all, only in the U.S., Apple would be losing money hemorrhaging it left and right. It wouldn't be profitable for them. We've talked about this before. Well, that is what Sony has been doing with all of their stuff. As a result, their prices have gone up and up and up. Now, the people of Japan buy Sony because they are proud of the brand, but even that's been starting to waver because the prices are so much higher than competitors that they can get from Australia, Taiwan, and China. So even their own home base is starting to buy Sony less and less and less. Now, if it was something like, you know, a game console where your only options are a Nintendo Wii U, a PlayStation 4, or an Xbox One, they're never going to buy an Xbox One because they have two other options that are both Japanese, right? Mm -hmm. But if their option is a Android tablet where there's, you know, umpteen million different manufacturers from all over the globe their options are a lot more varied. So I think this is it's not so much that money is going to any one particular investment so much as they're just trying to cover their shortfalls. They're still bringing out new products. They're still trying to develop things, but they can no longer really afford it.
1: Well, it's interesting, too, because earlier this year, Sony told their investors that it's expecting to lose $1.1 billion this year through March. That was just through March. And this is because of their TV and PC businesses. They just sold off a bunch of their, their Sony Vio line. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're hemorrhaging, it looks like, and they're trying to stop the bleeding as much as possible, but it may be too late. From what you're saying there, Zook, it sounds like their sense of pride and their, uh, way that they do business it's obviously not feasible in today's marketplace and they're unwilling or unable to adapt.
0: Well, let's take a look at it too. What was Sony really known for back in its heyday? TVs, stereos, VCRs. VCRs, clock radios. I mean, how many people had a Sony Dream Machine?
1: I did. I, 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 I had a Walkman. I was poor. I had a Walkman. Oh yeah, Walkman.
0: I had a Walkman. Yeah, their personal electronics line, where it, when you thought Japanese electronics, you thought Sony. That was the name. Well, where's a Walkman or a Discman compared to, you know, an iPod? It doesn't compare. It just doesn't. I think Sony missed a single boat, and it just kind of caught up to them, and that's what we're looking at now. And so, yeah, they might have to re revamp their image and honestly i don't know where they go from here how do you how do you turn that biggest ship around
1: i think they follow kodak
0: Ooh, i would almost hate to see that i hated to see it happen to kodak oh, i, would I hate completely to see it. agree yeah if only because i i feel nostalgic for the sony brand
1: well when you look little, at these companies that have been around ahead. for so long and have such history you hate to see them fail but if the market demands that they change, and they don't make those necessary changes. What other options are there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I felt the same way when Atari went under. you Yeah, Atari's a mainstay; it's a, it's a historical thing. It'd be like Nintendo going under. So well,
1: that would be a
2: sad day. And, and in all honesty, I, if if Sony is in fact going under, um, my biggest question lingering in the back of my head is how come it took so long. Um, because just for the fact that they've tried to push proprietary, uh, media formats on us the, in the whole life of their existence in the whole time of their existence that uh, that should have been the death of them, but they, they made it work.
0: So I think, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of that comes from just their extensive war chest they had saved up. Yeah, I mean, they had so much money saved up that they could coast on that for a while and they did. And maybe they still do. Maybe they're not to emergency point yet, and this is just to keep, you know, that buffer built up. We don't know yet. If they sell these things and then file for bankruptcy, then we know. But they might just be trying to keep the war chest at a sustainable level while they make the transition. And if so, that's a smart idea.
2: I agree. Time will tell.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um into other different phones. Actually this isn't phone news, this is mobile news. Apple released the AirPlay or sorry, the CarPlay. CarPlay. It's an in-vehicle voice and touch access um device that handles notifications, maps, music, videos, um all sorts of different things. We we knew this was coming. We did. I mean, as long as the iPhone's been around, They've known this is coming. Um, Ford had been using Microsoft for their sync. They're actually, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Ford is going to QNX, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: BlackBerry's OS, for sync moving forward. Well, Apple finally released theirs. Only because we had to bring out BlackBerry. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Apple brought out this, and its first time is at the Geneva Auto Show in a Ferrari.
2: Because, you know, because you can (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, sure. Uh they're saying it's also going to be brought to Mercedes and Volvo, which is fine. I don't hate Apple. I don't have a problem with it. In fact, if anyone can give a very nice simplistic interface that's always going to work, sure. More more power to it. I don't want my car to force crash while I'm driving.
2: Yeah. Well, and that was Not always, Literally or figuratively. That was always the joke with, you know, having a, a Microsoft product in your car is that you know, it's going to blue screen on me, and I'm going to crash. So it, it is it, – um, I do find it a little comforting. Uh, I mean, if I ever buy a car and it has uh, an iOS product inside of it, that it's going to be a little more stable than um, than other products that have been out there.
0: Uh, you won't be able to do as much with it, right. but it's going to work. I don't know, though. Th- look at – Look at uh, Apple Maps. I am worried yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and,
2: and they did—they did say that this is not going to have access to Google Maps. So, interesting.
0: I'm, I'm hoping that you can install. I'm—we don't know much about it. We've seen it; people have seen like a little tech demo, but we haven't seen much. I get the feeling it's just a prototype we're seeing in cars right now. I'm hoping you can still install other apps, and if so, like get ways going in there, or or other GPS applications. But what
2: if they're going to? I mean. Microsoft Sync, they, they did it really well having a closed system because they didn't want you to install apps on it. If they allowed you to install apps on this CarPlay... Think of how many people would be installing apps that would be distracting.
0: <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson had a really great thing a couple seasons ago on Top Gear. He's he's an announcer on Top Gear. Very, very popular that way. And he said that an automated car or car with automated systems are a beautiful idea that you can sit back, relax, have whatever features you want, and just enjoy the ride. Except, in the back of your mind, you're always going to be terrified that coming the opposite way is some guy named Billy Bob John, who has the same car, but was pretty sure he could modify it to make it better. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And so even though you know your car is fine, you don't know if everyone else's is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you might be the responsible one, but that's the uh, other 99% you have to worry about.
0: (laughs) It's the guy who
1: roots his car.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I overclocked mine.
2: Joe broke my (laughs) clover.
0: It has to restart every couple seconds, but, you know, check it out. I can play Mario on it.
2: (laughs) Or
1: with it.
0: Yes. Uh, speaking of phones, this time actually we are speaking of phones. A uh, kind of funny video. Well, not the video, but the kind of the situation around a video was launched today, not today this week. Um, HTC has been working on a successor to the HTC One. This is not a surprise. Leaked screenshots have happen- have come up from it. Pictures have come up from it. Mister Blurry Cam has uploaded a few blurry pictures to different sites. Uh, rumor has has it that it's called the M8. That's probably just an internal code name for it. It's slightly larger. It looks pretty cool. It has a duo camera that we're not entirely sure how it works yet. But we did get to see a bit of it in action when some kid uploaded a 12-minute in-depth review of the phone. Hands-on. Hands-on. He's using it. He's right there in front of the camera. He has it right next to an HTC One. He's showing off all these different features, the new version of Sense, uh, all this different stuff. And... The kid doesn't always cover the IMEI or the serial number for the phone, which is printed very plainly on the back on a prototype sticker.
2: No, it's on the prototype sticker. That's how the HTC One is. Because it's a closed case, they can't have the IMEI number inside, so they post it right right. on the outside.
0: But on this case, because it is a test system, it's on a very, very large, white, easy-to-read sticker.
2: No, that's how it is on the HTC One as well.
0: Not this large. That's how yeah, it was it
1: on is. my Google Nexus. It uh, is that large. I, I had to take it off really? on my Nexus 5. That's
0: an annoying... Pi- oh, man. Yeah. I guess I'll just stick with my Windows phone, thank you very much, with our <laughs> hidden stickers. Why do
2: you think all the HTC One owners buy a case for it?
0: <laughs> Touche. But so, um, he doesn't cover them all the time. Right. And someone starts uh, tweeting him. Yeah, HTC's
1: online communications manager, Jeff Gordon,
0: not the NASCAR driver. Yeah, uh, it goes, hello. The kid responds back, hello. And uh says, uh, yeah, so we got the IMEI and the serial number. Oh, no, no, it wasn't a real phone. It's just a fake phone. Isn't that funny? Yeah, no, we're going to be in touch soon. <laughs> Turns out the kid's dad is an employee of HTC. And the kid took the phone... And broke his parents' NDA non disclosure agreement with HTC, and posted a twelve minute hands on video to the web.
2: <laughs> well, and that that's that was a question that I had, and maybe Zonar will know the answer to this. If his father had an NDA, had assigned an NDA, are his kids bound to that? Um, I'm not <laughs> the, a lawyer, but I'll <laughs> the, play the kid one. On isn't their-
0: guilty? The father's guilty for letting an NDA. Comp- uh, a device that's covered under an NDA out of his site, let anyone else use it, because the NDA only extends to you. Yes. You sign the NDA, you get the hardware. No one else.
2: So the kid necessarily isn't in trouble, but his dad...
0: That kid, if he was my kid, he'd be in all sorts of trouble. (laughs) I'm imagining he's
2: in a
1: whole lot of trouble.
2: (laughs) Not from HTC, though. That's what I'm I'm trying to get at.
1: But, yeah, I mean, I've had issues on beta tests where um, testers have leaked data, where they've shared information with family members who then went on to do stupid things with the information. Companies don't take this stuff lightly. I mean, it's, we had one, we had one client at, at my job that we were beta testing a device for them and there was, there was plain and, I mean, very plainly worded, if you breach the NDA in any way. You will have a $10,000 fine, and you agree to pay this. You will not fight it. And, I mean, they take it very, very seriously.
0: Yeah, and and this is a a blatant violation of it. This isn't he – this isn't the father lost it in a bar in San Francisco. No. You know what I'm saying? Which is dumb, but could happen to anyone. This is – how (laughs) – I know where my phone is at all times. How did he not know where this prototype phone that his job relied on was for twelve minutes?
2: He probably <laughs> let. It, I mean, it looked it looked like the the phone had all of uh, this kid's uh, like like the kid was signed into it and everything. Um, That's true. Because he I had, didn't realize that. He had that. Uh, he was signed into Kick and had all of the messages coming up on that. Um, so it was probably in the scenario where his father either got two of them or or his father didn't didn't want it, and so gave it to his son to use, which is still a no-no, but uh, I have a feeling that the kid has been
0: using it for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, te- I'm
1: guessing that the dad brought the phone home and said, hey, try this out. Let let me know what you think.
0: Yeah, that's smart, because we can always trust our teenagers to show the best judgment when it comes to things like that. I say that knowing that we have a few teenage uh, teenage listeners, and I apologize, but admittedly, teenagers don't have the greatest track records.
2: Yeah. Well, and and it's one thing to where, I mean, even if the father sat down with them and said, you know, I, I have an NDA on this, do not share anything with it. Um, ki- kids want to share cool stuff. I mean, e- even we do. We, we as geeks, when we get really cool stuff, we want to share it. You know, and NDA or not, it's we always have that urge because we're – awesome doubt by something and we want to awesome other people out you know if that's a verb
0: (laughs) it is now you want to (laughs) be a topper is
2: what you're saying
0: yeah yeah so yeah um sucks to be him right now Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i'm really interested to see what ends up happening to this if the if the guy from htc loses his job if the kid like gets sent to the army
0: yeah i'm pretty sure we won't hear. What happens? He'll be sent to a Siberian prison camp and his family end up will be in liquidated. The yeah. Um, okay, so into more entertaining news Roku announced the Streaming Stick, which is the worst thing to call any product you ever have.
2: Well, since the iPad and the Wii, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Streaming <laughs> Stick is more descriptive and more inappropriate than either Wii or iPad.
2: Okay. Okay,
0: I'll
2: take that. <laughs> I <laughs> But I mean okay, so we've known this has been coming for a while. Um and uh so the naming the naming is unfortunate, but um I know that I and a, a lot of my family members are excited for this. Mainly because um it's small and it's cheaper than the Roku 3. Um and so it's
1: 50 bucks is a good price.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely it doesn't have all the features That the Roku 3 does, but, um, it's definitely, uh, uh, another step in the right direction for cord cutters. Um, and it's a, it's a, it contends directly with the Google, with the Chromecast, because it does allow you to, quote unquote, cast things, I think they call it Roku Cast, from your smartphone, just like you can with the Chromecast, except this also has the ability to run apps straight from the device. So, um, already it's it's taking a stab at Chromecast, and and they already have a huge user base behind them. So all the Roku users that have been trying to switch to Chromecast now have a reason not to use Chromecast.
0: Man, if this can handle WTV files from my Windows Media Center, I'm in.
2: I'll let you know, <laughs> because I have one pre order.
0: <laughs> Do let us know. We should write up a review on that. Uh, Also in the home entertainment news, and this one I have mixed feelings about, Dish and Disney signed an agreement this week that allows Dish Network to stream a huge catalog of Disney's shows, their cartoons, their movies, uh, their live action stuff, everything to Dish Network subscribers, which is pretty, pretty awesome. However, on the flip side of that, to make this deal work, Disney made Dish say that their Hopper, their super, super popular DVR system that can automatically skip commercials called the auto hop feature, will be disabled for Disney programming. So, yes, you have full access into Disney's network and all their stuff, but you have to watch the ads.
2: <laughs> That's uh... –
0: I don't know how I feel about this. I know how I feel about it. (laughs) Well, on one hand, it's their prerogative. They made that agreement. I think they have the right. Yeah. But if you don't have the option to opt in or opt out of this, of Disney services through dish network, well, I guess if you're not a Disney, if you're not a person who watches Disney, then you won't have to worry about it because you're, commercials will still have the auto hop feature enabled since this only disables it for Disney programming.
1: But does that carry through to ABC ESPN?
0: That's a good question. That's a real good question. Cause Disney owns them as well. Yeah. Disney owns a lot of channels, but on, okay. Playing devil's advocate here. We have been saying for three years now that if content providers just made all of this content easier to get to, we would pay. You know, we we, that's been our stance. That if they just stop trying to hide it all and prosecute us for just trying to get their products that people are willing to pay. Yep. Isn't this kind of that instance? They've made it they made their entire catalog available and all they ask is that we watch some commercials. Yep. Uh, You know, the knee jerk reaction is to say, Hey, hey, no, no, you can't do that. I have an auto hop feature, but on the flip side aren't they kind of doing what we've always said that they should do
2: yes yeah but I mean you're right they're easier to get at now um, and yeah you do have to watch some commercials uh, the it's almost it's almost like commercials are a taboo now and and there might be other ways to do this um, and having uh, disabling auto hop on on commercials is probably not the best way to go about doing it but you're right they are giving us access to a lot <laughs> that we didn't have access to before so
0: commercials are for suckas
2: <laughs> i've been just saying for a long time that i i would pay five dollars a month for a youtube subscription if it meant i n- never had any more ads before watching youtube videos
1: well, so. I'm just I'm just looking at at this story a little bit more here. It, it is actually for ABC shows, and after three days, then the auto hop feature will be enabled. Uh, oh, okay. Because advertisers, I guess, only care about three days after the show airs, because then uh, oh, that JC Penney sale is come and gone.
2: So if you're watching the show when it's released uh, after uh, a three day window, the auto hop is disabled. But then if then after that, you can auto hop?
0: That's what it looks right. like.
2: Okay. That, that's a and, little uh, better. And, right? and, it and, is and ABC. this doesn't
0: prevent you from manually skipping. Right. I mean, in my mind, the auto hop might be a really, really nice little feature, but man, how lazy do you have to be to need <laughs> the auto hop? All I have to do is hit the next button on my remote four or five times, and I'm through the commercial break.
2: Yeah, but then then you overshoot it, and then you have to hit back, and then you're in a commercial again. Oh,
0: big <laughs> boo hoo! I know. But I'm not. I'm not I'm, like on a stationary bike while doing this. Okay.
2: <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That, that's it. We've gotten to the point where even that is an inconvenience. You know, I, I remember 20 years ago, uh, commercial break would hit, and everyone would be up, uh, bathroom break, getting snacks from the kitchen, and you'd make it back in time for the show to start again right it was almost a ritual every time a commercial would hit we we would all scatter at once um to get our you can always tell when the show
0: came back because all of a sudden the volume went back down to a normal level
2: yeah (laughs) and so but we've gotten to the point where we no longer leave our couches we no longer um go get potty breaks and we make sure we stock up on snacks before we start the show um and and it's now becoming an inconvenience to just Manual, even manually skip commercials, we're relying on these auto hop features. That I think I think it's getting pathetic.
0: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And, and this is coming from three guys who love DVR technology. I personally, when I'm skipping through te- through commercials, I keep an eye out because my commercial skip is 30 seconds. Right. Well, every once in a while, you go off kind of. You're know, you off by a couple seconds and I'll land on one. Oh, what's that? Back, 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 back to the beginning of the commercial. Oh, okay. That was interesting. Oh, hey, that looked funny. Back, 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 back. Oh, 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 that was that movie I wanted to see. Let's watch the trailer. Drives people nuts, but I'm still watching ads. I'm also wearing out the buttons on my remote. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the exact same way, Zook, but one thing that I find is interesting as well is you'll sit down to watch a 30-minute TV show and you'll come across commercial breaks and I pay attention to how much time I'm having to go through. I, there's times where I'm watching five or I'm going through five minutes of commercials in between the f- different segments uh, on the show. That's just absurd. It's a 30 minute show and you've got three 15 minute or three, five minute commercial breaks plus one at the beginning and one at the end. That's shorter. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I'm not saying it's all perfect, but I don't know. I don't see this as being a big a deal as people are going to try and make it. Disney signed the deal. Disney gets to do this. That's, that's what the deal is. Uh, you can make all the fuss you want about opting in, opting out, but if you don't want to make use of Disney services, then it's not an issue to begin with.
1: Yeah, if you don't like it, don't do it.
0: Yeah. So... <laughs> And and uh, honestly, kudos to Disney because I think they have the biggest um, catalog of programming to offer to making it all available to us. I think that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. So okay, um, moving on quickly because we're running out of time here. Uh, Twitter had a major malfunction this last week, uh, where they sent out notifications that uh, you were locked. Your your password was reset and you're locked out. This was not a hack. You didn't lose control of your account, just something went entirely wrong in their databases and changed everyone's passwords. You know, little things like that. Yay. Um, so I I personally didn't see this happen to me, but then again, I'm not a huge Twitter user.
1: Did it hit our Stolen Droids account? Because I've been having issues with, with it on Plume all week, it
0: seems. I think that's Plume, because I've been fine on it. Okay. Okay. That way, I, I can. Uh, we've been able to reply to the wonderful tweets from the beautiful Lisa Foyles.
1: I played Ducktales tonight before the show.
2: <laughs>
0: In her <laughs> honor. In her honor, yes. I'm gonna pour a forty. One for me, one for her. Drop some Ducktales. Woo. Uh, okay. Uh, Windows 8. Windows 8 RT. The much maligned, often ridiculed tablet OS, uh, RT, of course, is the uh, the one that's meant for just for ARM processors. It can't run in a desktop. Uh, it's on the cheaper surfaces, and it's the one that people have been buying and then re- returning because they actually want, you know, desktop. they want the full Windows desktop. And I can't blame them on that one. But Microsoft is committed to the RT product line. They're not getting rid of it. But they don't know how to market it either. They released a new commercial about how Windows 8 RT can also be used by women. Look, it can help you with flowers and planning for weddings and Pinterest.
1: Because you got to have Pinterest.
0: Yeah, I... This comes on the heels of that really 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 awesome ad from the Super Bowl. You guys remember the how technology enables us? Mm-hmm. The one that makes you kind of cry every time you watch it? Yep. What is wrong with Microsoft's marketing department?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but on on one side, the Windows RT is a a good product for the demographic they're trying to to target here. Uh, unless they want to use the desktop, <laughs> I mean. So, I mean, what what I'm saying is that it's it's very simple and very basic for it, it's it's like the Chromebook of of Windows, basically. If all you're ever doing is online,
0: and no, it's not the Chromebook. It's the iPad. It's the iPad of Windows.
2: Okay. Well, it comes you know, with a keyboard, so.
0: I, I get what you're saying, but. It can be used offline as well. A better advertisement would have been a woman, maybe a mom, maybe an office worker. It doesn't matter. But she's sitting there looking at her calendar, and maybe she sees something and adds it to Pinterest. And then she switches over to her game of Angry Birds or or whatever. And then she sends off an email, double checks the calendar to make sure that she her daughter is picked up on time, and then gets a Skype call from someone. Because guess what? The Windows 8 RT tablets can do all that. They do it just fine. That kind of sounds like a
1: Windows phone ad with like Gwen Stefani.
0: Well, it's the same idea. It's the idea of showing, hey, look, this is a Windows device and it can do everything you do in your life, not plan weddings.
1: Because they're really getting like a very narrow demographic there if they're only hitting up brides to be.
0: Well, and well, and not just that, it kind of goes off the idea that every woman, is that's all they use technology for, is to do Pinterest and look at really cool ideas for weddings. Yeah, the female community, not really happy with this ad.
1: They're leaving out the whole looking up different sandwich recipes, too.
0: Oh, I know. Did know. they miss that? Oh, Why I'm so happy to stay home while my husband works. Yes. <laughs> We're speaking facetiously. If you, if you don't hear that in our voice, we apologize. It's late. But, yeah. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Microsoft does something that I just think is absolutely brilliant, and then they do something that makes me wonder what the heck they're doing. And it's almost like they're negating themselves at every turn.
0: It makes you wonder if they actually have multiple ad agencies working for them or working internally, and none of them knows what the other one's doing.
1: They should get Don Draper to do their advertising.
0: They should get Christina Hendricks to do their advertising.
1: Yeah, I I can't I can't argue.
0: Okay, now I'm the sexist one, but frankly, I'll buy anything she's selling. <laughs> I nearly went out and bought a case of whiskey just because she's now the official spokesperson for it.
1: <laughs> I was actually going to ask how many cases of whiskey you've bought. Almost, yeah.
0: It's a, I'd buy it like Girl Scout cookies now if if she's selling it to me. <laughs>
2: So, yearly, and, and you buy, like, 15 cases?
0: And they wouldn't last a day. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> freeze them. It tastes better.
0: <laughs> Not Samoas. You don't freeze Samoas.
2: You don't? Thin mints. Uh,
0: Thin okay. mints, yeah, you do. Not Samoas.
1: I like he dos.
0: <sighs> um, Into some really strange one uh, news, and I don't really know what to make of this. Facebook it once they want drones, aerial drones.
2: Yeah, this is kind of going, it, it wasn't a surprise to me. I I, mean, I guess because a while ago they, um, they were talking about their ideas to getting internet to, to the rest of the world, the world, parts of the world that don't have the internet, like really remote places in Africa. Um, uh, I don't know the Serengeti, <laughs> but, um, th- this is kind of interesting the way they're doing it. They want to buy uh, Titan, uh, Drones from Titan Aerospace. Um,
0: know, just tell me they don't want to... I, <laughs> I saw the videos for Titanfall. I don't want Facebook to have Titans.
2: That would be interesting. <laughs> that, that, that would, would be tra- terrifying. That would bring just the internet to the rest of the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A face full of ammo. <laughs> My purple cow has come into your field. I'm taking it back. <laughs> if you don't know, Titans are, of course, those huge um, assault mechs from the upcoming game, Titanfall. <laughs>
2: Which is different I, from what these Titan drones are. <laughs> um, but the, only
0: slightly. I don't know if I trust an internet from Facebook. No. We talked about this a bit in the pre-show, but for those of you who weren't listening to it, back in the day, there was a company called America Online. I know. Do tell. Back, we're, we're talking, you know, when cavemen were riding around on stegosaurus uh, using saddles. We're talking long time ago. But America Online... Wasn't actually an ISP. It wasn't actually an internet service provider. People think it was, but it wasn't. Instead, it brought you into their proxied area. And then whatever you wanted to go see, it would go out, retrieve it, and bring it back to you. But the point was, you were always looking at it through their system. That's why when you tried to save an image, it wasn't a JPEG or a GIF or even a bitmap. It was an ART file, it was an AOL file everything was through aol and this allowed them to sell you sell ads to you or control where you went. It was, it stemmed from kind of a technical limitation of the internet at the time, but then it just made them a whole lot of money. If Facebook became your ISP, I see them doing the exact same thing.
2: Yep. Yeah. There's nothing to stop them from doing
1: that. Um, and the whole point though, we, Behind the drones is they can fly for five years without landing, yeah. and they'll basically just be like a Wi-Fi hotspot for people.
2: Yeah, the, the drone the drones in question are are the uh, the Solaris sixty model. Um, they're basically just atmospheric satellites, and and yeah, they can fly for five to ten years without refueling, um, and they're <laughs> really they're really cheap to fly once you get them up there. So the the uh the signal that you would get from these would be uh similar to like your edge connection on your old blackberries but it's still something um, and and yeah zook's fears about it um, aren't completely unwarranted because they would have the power to do that they would give you internet but oh you have to go through facebook here's your facebook account um Happy Facebooking.
0: (laughs) Well, and and here's the thing that I truly don't understand. It's like, okay, I understand setting up like a a, a bare bones emergency net. Okay. This would be really handy in areas that have no cell service, have no data service. uh, And if you are lost or if you're broken down or if there's an emergency, you need to reach out and contact someone. Okay. It's cheaper than satellite phones. It's cheaper than trying to put a cellular network in place across vast tracts of land. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't see f- <laughs> sorry inadvertent Monty Python reference i going to go to my wife and tell her I want to set up some cell towers um,
2: wow Tokyo?
0: I'm, s- I'm so tired <laughs> look it up kids if you don't understand that joke ask your parents so the problem with this is, is that that makes a lot of sense, and I'd be all for it, except for the fact that I don't see Facebook really leading the charge on emergency services for underprivileged areas. And I well, don't see underprivileged areas getting a tool of mass communication and immediately going, Ooh, I can use this to finally update my social profile.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, you know, in the. When when they announced that they wanted to bring internet to the rest of the world, I can't remember if it was a year ago or, I think it was back in October. But um, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, uh, reason for doing this, I believe, is mostly altruistic. Um, he believes that that um, the more and more we are getting connected to the internet, um, then the more and more we would benefit from getting everyone connected to the internet. I so, agree. Um, I Do mean, we
0: think Mark Zuckerberg or Facebook could be altruistic?
2: Facebook, no. Mark Zuckerberg?
0: Up to a point. I up mean, to a point.
2: It, the only reason I'm siding with Mark Zuckerberg on his altruistic views is because hes I am a developer like he, he is. Um, developers don't really have the idea that I want to rule the world. Um, and, and, and maybe that changes when you're a billionaire. But I'm um, pretty sure it does. The, the last thing I want is to rule the world, and and I empathize with his altruistic views of giving internet to the world um, when he was talking about it. And so that's that's kind of why I'm okay. siding with him. On
0: it. Here's the issue, there, Schmitty. I've known you a very long time. I've worked alongside you. I've known you before you were a developer, <laughs> and I know how your uh. developer mind works. <laughs> You don't think you want to rule the world, but hey, check it out. If I do this and do this and do this, I could rule the world. Let's try it out. Oh, you've got a not point necessarily <laughs> because you want to, because you can. That's a good yes. point.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think too. To to Facebook, the corporation, not Zuckerberg. People are a commodity, and if they can get people on the internet, then that's more of a commodity that they're able to stockpile and use, and sell, and whatever else they're doing.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Here, Here's the internet, um, and uh, they get to know the internet as Facebook. And so, ten years down the line, they're still using the internet, and guess what? They're a big-paying member of Facebook, because that's all they know. So, yeah, that, that's a good point.
1: And here's, Facebook succeeds where AOL failed.
2: Yeah. Here, here's another at interesting life. point. They're, they're looking at buying... Or, or building eleven thousand of these UAVs. Okay, do you, do you know how many satellites there currently are in orbit around Earth?
0: A lot more than that, isn't there?
2: No, less than three thousand. So what would what would this mean if they're putting eleven thousand UAVs? And I, I didn't think about this until now when I looked at that number, eleven thousand. That would increase the amount of satellites around our our Earth. By five times,
0: this is how the Matrix starts, people.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Facebook Skynet. <laughs> I so so that's the that's enough right there to sway me against this. Uh, and I, I know I've been leaning towards the idea of this the whole time, but once I saw that number, now I'm now I'm against it.
1: <laughs> well, and we talked about this when Amazon said they wanted to do drones. Think of the uh, the airplane nightmare. If you've got an additional. Eleven thousand body or bodies up in the sky, mm-hmm. planes are having to dodge them. It's a it's a traffic well, controller nightmare.
2: The these are are orbiting a lot higher than planes go. These are orbiting um over a hundred thousand miles, or, uh, hundred thousand feet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like wow, over a hundred thousand. That's-, <laughs> That's like
0: by the s- by the moon. Yeah. So it- like we're outsourcing NASA now.
2: <laughs> sorry, hundred thousand feet and and planes are what thirty to. 30 to fifty thousand feet, so
0: generally, I think. Yeah. So we just have to worry about them when they start to crash. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, last, <laughs> your Facebook aerial network has gone sentient. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's how we're gonna know. That's how we're gonna know that the apocalypse is happening because the sentient network <laughs> posts this as a status. <laughs> okay. Uh, last headline. Uh, users of Comixology may have noticed that uh, they had a slight problem this week. Yeah. They got—they may have gotten an email from the publisher notifying that uh, they had discovered their database had been compromised. Compromised is, of course, not a very clever code word for hacked.
1: <laughs> yes, now, and all your credit card information should be okay, but they still say change your password.
0: I think that's almost just a canned response nowadays. I
1: think it is too.
0: As soon as you notice something's compromised, immediately send an email that says your pass your um your credit card should be okay, change your password. Only to then find out like a few weeks later, oh, sorry, your credit card was not okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and I did receive the email the other day saying you need to change your password. So Yeah,
2: I got it too. It's on one side it's nice of them to do that. On the other side it's like
0: it's not nice. It's the bare minimum. It's yeah, the it's, least they can do.
2: It's the least they can do. But I mean, well, okay. For one, I I only use uh, Comixology like once a year or so. The, the I time don't when even they, they send me much. an e- they send me an email to, uh, um, you know, update me on new things, and then then I use it for a couple weeks after that, and then I forget about it again. So. It's it's, like it's it's an account that I don't use that much, and I don't have my credit card information on there anyway, so if it gets hacked, it gets hacked.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's you, Schmitty. Way to look out for everyone else. We Yay! appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, if you have Comixology and you haven't gotten the email, change your password anyway. Uh, yeah, just, a just generally a good idea. Yeah. Okay, into our favorites this week. Uh, mine is a complete unexpected little gem. A developer is working on a game he calls Mini Metro. Um... And it's up for review right now with Steam. It's currently uh, Alpha, Alpha Stage 4, which means it's really early in development. It's not even a beta yet. And the idea is it's a real simple game that looks like a subway map. It uses subway-style art, and you have to start to link different stops and make sure passengers have a good thoroughfare to get to their different stops they're going to and none of the stations overload. Sounds really simple, sounds kind of dumb... Um, maybe a little too simplistic until you realize that you've just dropped three hours into this game and you can't seem to get past 300 passengers or maybe you'll get higher than that. I don't know. I didn't, Uh, (laughs) I know I didn't, I really wanted to, I couldn't, uh, anyway, check it out. It's definitely really cool. And if you're part of the steam network, make sure to upvote it. Uh, Of course, if it wins, uh, steam will get, will give them resources to develop it further.
1: And my favorite this week is also a game. Uh, For the last few months, I've been going to breakfast every week with my coworkers, two of whom have iPhones. And I watch them play this trivia game called Quiz Up on iOS. And I sit there and I long for that to be on Android. Well, my days of longing are gone because it hit Android this week and I have dropped hours and hours into the game. It's just your basic trivia game. Go through, answer questions, level up, get cool titles. I'm level 10 on Batman, so I am now a boy wonder. <laughs> which, I don't know how I feel about that, but okay. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun game. If you're an Android user, you've probably heard about it, been waiting for it. You can go get it now.
2: Awesome. You got me hooked on it too now. <laughs> um, my favorite, uh, is for all of you developers out there, all the, all you web developers, um, th- there are times when, uh, you want to style something with CSS, um, and if, if you're not good at CSS, like, like I'm not, um, then you'll appreciate this site. There are, uh, there are a lot of cool things you can do with the new CSS3 standard, um, but you don't always have time to go out there and, and research it all and play with it. So there's this really cool website I found. Uh, there There's a lot of them like this, but uh, this is the one I'm I'm putting in today. It's called CSS3Gen.com. Uh, you generate buttons, uh, box shadows, and uh, text shadows and things like that, and it gives you the CSS that you can put in your code uh, to to make your uh, to make your elements look sexier on your webpage. So give it a, a Try it out if you're a developer, and uh, have fun with it.
0: Awesome. Well, that is our show this week. Thanks for tuning in. Again, if you have any feedback, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Follow us on Facebook. uh, Friend us on Twitter. Poke us on Google+. Plus. Or drop us an email to 801-917-GEEK. Until next time, cheers.
2: End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.